0: can't say enough about it. It helped me grow my business. It helped me get over the $2 million mark, no doubt. If
1: you feel there's something you're really passionate about and you really want to do,
2: that's usually going to be the timing. Amazing female entrepreneurs and creatives, they essentially find each other and exchange their goods and services.
3: Want to patent
4: your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Welcome everybody to Passage to Profit. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And we're here tonight talking about entrepreneurs, inventors, and the intellectual property that helps them flourish. Our guest presenters tonight will be Chris Rossica, marketing and PR expert, who has recently promoted a new book, The Authentic Brand. And in addition to that, he has a new book coming out, The Business of Cause Marketing. Also with us in our executive spotlight will be Michelle Ricketts. Michelle is a business consultant, and she is the owner of Cohesion Services, powered by Wardell Industries. And she has more than 20 years of experience in the field of coaching. She's going to tell us how she can help companies grow and also do the happy dance whenever I guess there's a big celebration.
5: And do you want to do some bartering, but you're Not really sure how or if there are rules around it, stay tuned because we have someone that can help you with that. Her name is Tata Tikarazzi, and you really want to hear what she has to say. And then, what do you do after you've been wearing a mask all day and your skin is like not the way you want it to be on the lower half of your face? <laughs> Maybe you've got lines or it doesn't match the upper. Anyway, our presenter, Jordan Bolabrook, has a solution for that. So stay tuned. We also have with us Kenya Gibson, who is our iHeart Media. Maven.
4: But before we go to our guests, of course, it's time for IP in the news. So what do we have teed up on this show?
5: We have our interesting patent. This patent issued in 1984. Very interesting invention. It was invented by a man, Ronald J. Mosca, and it was definitely invented for the holidays. Someone who may want to be kissed under the mistletoe, but Can't find any or maybe has to chase people around. I don't know. Anyway, what his invention is, and you can see this on our social media, is a piece of mistletoe hanging down from a headband so that you can take your mistletoe with you and kiss anyone you want. (laughs) So.
4: So first of all, in my opinion, that looks a little dorky. And for our radio listeners, it's a wire headband that goes around your head. And then it has like a fork that sticks up and goes over your head and our viewers on YouTube will be able to see a picture of the patent, but it's not too hard to imagine. And he's got the mistletoe dangling, and I'm not even sure that you could do that in this day and age. I think as a lawyer, I'd have to advise that you get your consent from the kissed party before you do anything, right?
5: Yes, but it's not totally useless if you can't use it for that, because he does say in the abstract, the headband may also be used for supporting other decorative or novelty items so oh, so
4: you could, you could put put walk around, around there. Yeah. yeah
5: with the you know I don't know what you would have dangling maybe a piece of food or some...
4: Christmas ornament maybe a holiday <laughs> <don't> ornament
5: <laughs> anyway knows? just wanted to say Americans are always inventing if you have an invention go for it I mean he may have sold these I don't know but what a fun thing right
4: absolutely also in IP in the news it's time now for a little information on trademarks so as you know you can trademark a name or a logo. Those are the most common types of trademarks, but there are other types of trademarks too that you can file for. So did you know that you can file for a trademark on a particular smell?
5: Don't even want to comment on that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can. You know, you can also file for a trademark on a color. Did you know that?
5: I did not. So I thought these kinds of things were covered more by copyright than
4: trademark. In some cases, if you want to file a copyright on it, it has to reach a certain level of creativity. So simply copywriting a color is probably not going to work. But there are companies that have filed trademarks on particular color. Like who? Ah, I just happen to have a few examples here. So you can trademark, for example, Nestle has filed a trademark on the orange Reese's wrapper. Mm. So nobody else can use that orange color on candy. The bright purple that you see at the T-Mobile stores in the mall, that's also been trademarked by T-Mobile. And in fact, they've actually been very vigorous in forcing people who are using that color purple in connection with cell phones. So that bright purple you see is off limits if you happen to be interested in opening a cell phone company. Post-its made by 3M, everybody knows what Post-its are. Well, the Post-it yellow has also been trademarked by 3M and you can use that yellow for anything but Post-its. So trademarks depend on the goods that they're associated with. And also United Parcel Service, UPS, That brown is trademarked. So the trucks and the uniforms are both trademarked by United Parcel Service. And finally, the little blue box from Tiffany. Of course, the name Tiffany is also trademarked. But the color of the box, which is the light blue, has also been trademarked by Tiffany. So how about that? Nice, those are beautiful boxes. They are, and who wouldn't want to receive a pretty blue box from Tiffany's? And the examples go on and on. You may be wondering, well, how can you get a trademark on a color because there's so many out there? Well, what you have to do is you have to prove to the trademark office that the color has secondary meaning, which means that the color And the product are so closely associated in the minds of the purchasing public that it's distinctive. Therefore, you have secondary meaning. So getting a trademark on color is difficult. You have to submit customer surveys. You have to prove to the trademark office that that color really is connected to that product in the minds of consumers.
5: So So. you probably don't start out with those trademarks with your business. But as your business grows and your brand becomes more recognizable, then that's when you do it. So when you're starting out, trademarking your name or and or your logo is probably it's, the best thing to start with.
4: Absolutely. You've got it. And most of these companies are bigger companies, so they have the distribution and brand awareness that a lot of entrepreneurs don't. But as you're moving forward with your marketing strategy, it's something to keep in the back of your head. So Excellent. That's good. So our guest speaker tonight is Chris Rossica. Chris is the president and CEO of Rossica Communications, a PR and marketing communications firm. He's passionate about entrepreneurs and helping them communicate. Chris is a popular keynote speaker and author of The Authentic Brand, a book about cause marketing, and his new book, soon to be released, The Business of Cause Marketing. Welcome, Chris.
0: Tell us, what is cause marketing? Cause marketing is a partnership between a for-profit and a not-for-profit. Generally, there is a pure motive. The entrepreneur wants to get involved with a nonprofit and give back, but there is a for-profit motive that we believe is totally ethical, especially if it's married with the pure motive. So cause marketing is the partnership between for-profit and a not-for-profit with the ultimate goal of mutual publicity, promotion, and benefit.
4: Are you seeing a movement toward more cause marketing? Because just looking at a lot of the advertising that I see now, there seems to be a fair amount of cause marketing.
0: Well, I've seen a big spike since COVID hit. And that's primarily due to the fact that the public really expects companies to step up and to help others. The public is expecting a lot from businesses these days. It's a very small percentage of monies donated to nonprofits that are given by companies. It's individuals that give more than 80% of all donations to nonprofits. So now the public is saying, hey, step up, be socially responsible, give back, donate products. If you're selling PPE, donate those products to frontline caregivers, is just as an example. So the expectation is greater now than it was certainly prior to the pandemic.
5: Say you're growing your business and you're to the point where you want to form one of these partnerships. Do you just cold call, like, I don't know, ASPCA or some charity and say, I want to partner with you? Or do you need an introduction? How does that work?
0: The business of cause marketing is available now on Amazon. It outlines the whole process by which you select a cause partner it's really helpful to pick a cause that you're passionate about first and foremost. Another key ingredient is not necessarily picking a charity that's a logical fit. So if you're a food company, you don't always have to pick, say, a food pantry. The most important aspect is the authenticity of the story. For instance, there's an entrepreneur who we've represented for quite a while, his mom died from ovarian cancer. We, as a result of that whole experience, he became passionate about helping ovarian cancer. Now he sells cooking products. That's what he does for a living and the partnership with the ovarian cancer national alliance meant more to him and his company because of that real connection that genuine connection than say a donation of his pots and pans and other cooking products to say habitat for humanity that were outfitting homes for people moving into houses for the first time another important consideration is that most consumers prefer to do business with companies that are cause involved, that are giving back. The most recent survey indicated that almost 90% of women would select one product or service over another if the products or services were comparable and the prices were comparable and one was involved in a cause. They would prefer to do business with the one that was involved with the charity. And what was even more telling was that almost 70% would pay more for that product or service because of its involvement with a charitable organization. So consumers care, and that means business should care as well.
5: I have to admit, I'm part of that 90%. So <laughs> I do most of my online shopping on Amazon Smile, where part of the proceeds go. I chose the ASPCA because I love animals. And so that's where I go first, because I know they're going to give money to help animals. How much do you have to give, you know, if you're just starting a business and you don't have a huge marketing budget, I guess this would come out of your marketing piece. How much do you have to give to start?
0: So glad you asked that question because our belief is that it's not about the money that you give. It's really not about the money that you give. So if you're a products company, give product. If you have a particular expertise, you say you're in the services business and you do marketing like we do give your services to a nonprofit and partner in a meaningful way. So it's not about the money that you give. It's about the impact that you make with that nonprofit organization.
6: So, you know, we've had a lot of advertisers do a lot of cause marketing with us, obviously, because with everything with COVID going on, we've had a lot of brands that have pivoted or shifted their traditional advertising messages to cause marketing messages to align with what's happening with the pandemic. What advice would you give to brands or advertisers in terms of how they position themselves with their messaging so that they're able to align with a cause, but they're also able to stand out because I've seen such a flooded marketplace with the COVID messaging and it all starts to sound the same. So what advice would you give to brands who are looking to try to stand out with their messaging?
0: We realized a number of years ago that you don't want to do what everyone else is doing and you don't want to do it in the way that others are doing it. Thus, the reason for the comment earlier about not always wanting to pick the most logical cause If there's a story behind it, that's what really matters. And there are a number of examples I could give. One is probably the first cause marketing program I ever worked on, which was with Wally Amos, Famous Amos Cookies. And Wally, his cause celeb was adult functional illiteracy. So his mission was to help stop that social ill. And he did that by partnering with Literacy Volunteers of America and helping to spread the word about adult functional illiteracy to really unite local government, NGOs, and volunteer organizations to come together to help adults learn to read. One in five adults in America cannot read. And that stat was true back then, and it's true today, unfortunately. So by partnering him with this whole cause of literacy, it created the famous Amos brand, literally created the brand. Now, why would you think a chocolate chip cookie and a literacy organization, how could those two possibly be married? And the reason is that Wally Amos was a high school dropout, and he got his GED. And when he got his GED, he realized how important reading education was to him. And he was a self-educated man, but he learned through those experiences that the importance of reading made that his mission. And he married that mission with his mission to promote the best cookie on the planet. So that's an example. And literally the cover of People Magazine, the cover of Time Magazine, Good Morning America, the Today Show, everywhere he went, he talked about literacy. So it was a powerful and compelling story, but it was a genuine story based on that man's experience. Now, I think it's really important to also differentiate what we do personally and what we do with our companies. For instance, there's an entrepreneur who we've worked with for a number of years that wanted to get involved and give to a woman's shelter. And we said, go ahead and do that. If that's part of your personal mission, what's most important to you, by all means, That is not necessarily the ideal cause to partner with for a cause marketing relationship, because part of a cause marketing relationship, part of the outcome is publicity, is social media. So the women who are in that shelter are afraid for their lives and they will not go public. They will not do TV interviews. The shelter is concerned with protecting their well-being, protecting them. So what we Recommended was a different approach for the business, one that could generate publicity, one that could generate a lot of buzz on social. So there's a real differentiation between what you do personally and what you do in a cause marketing relationship, which is business centric. There's a race car driver that we represented. He got up to the Indy car class, which is the top of the food chain, obviously, in the auto racing industry. And we partnered him with the Seeing Eye Foundation in Morristown, New Jersey. And you wouldn't think a race car driver would be supporting a cause that trains dogs to help the blind. But the reason how that happened was in town, he stayed at our house. He was visiting with us. And that morning we were having coffee and he had a patch over one eye. And the question came, why are you wearing the patch? He was training his eyes because when you're doing 200 plus miles an hour around turns, your eyesight needs to be really you know, you need really good eyes. it
4: needs to be pretty good,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that was the inspiration for the partnership with the Seeing Eye Foundation, the strategy that we developed. And as a result of that, he was on the cover of Parade Magazine. And not only did Sears give him a sponsorship in the millions to sponsor his car, but a couple in Seattle bequeathed a million dollars to the Seeing Eye. So that's wow, pretty that's cool. Like, so when we say that the profit motive and the pure motive can go hand in hand, by doing good, you can do well. And by doing good, you can inspire others to do good. We've yep. seen that so many times. So there's nothing selfish about it. It's almost like it magnifies. It's a magnifying effect. When you give and you tell the story about it, others are inspired to in turn give.
5: Right. Well, and big companies have always been recognized for their contributions, like MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, for where the New York teams are. I guess that's
4: a charitable contribution (laughs) if you have the Jets and the Giants, uh... especially this year. (laughs) But,
1: uh,
5: But I mean, they, you know, anytime a big company has donated or done something like Ronald McDonald House for McDonald's, all that, they get a lot of publicity around it. So this has been around for years just not necessarily available to the smaller companies and entrepreneurs like it is now with your agency, right? Well,
0: it's really, you bring up a great point, Elizabeth, because we have seen small companies try and partner with behemoth charities and they get lost. They don't really have a story to tell. The other thing is that the behemoth causes often won't be as flexible as the up-and-coming charitable organizations. So we like up-and-comers. We like local chapters of national nonprofits. So when we partner our clients with the Salvation Army, we do it at a local level. We did it in San Francisco. We did it in New York, as opposed to doing it across the board nationally, because unless you are a Walmart, which does a great job of supporting many causes, including (laughs) the Salvation Army, they do it on a national level. Unless you're a Walmart, you're going to kind of get lost in the story. So pick local chapters of national charitable organizations and pick up and coming charities, ones that maybe have not gotten the exposure and are looking for the exposure. So you have a cause marketing partnership story to tell. So Chris,
4: tell us a little bit about your business, your practice. Are you a solopreneur? Do you have a team behind you? How do you run your business?
0: I have a public relations and corporate communications agency. We have a team of people. That team has been as big as 22, and now we're at about the 10 to 12 in that range, 10 full-time and two part-time. And then in 2008, I co-founded a digital marketing agency called Interact Marketing, and that company has 20 full-time employees. So there's the PR agency, and then there's the digital marketing agency. The focus is really on the PR and corporate communication side. The focus is healthcare, nonprofits, food and beverage, education. So those are really the core sectors that we work in. And On the digital marketing side, we probably represent right now 18 or 19 different industries. So it's more diverse.
4: Chris, we're going to have to take a commercial break, but we'll be right back. More passage to profit right after this message.
7: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearhart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, Contact the experts at Gearheart Law. www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G E A R H A R T L A W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non attorney spokesperson.
4: Now back to passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Well, that was a fantastic segment from Chris, wasn't it?
5: It was. And if anybody missed it, our podcast will be out tomorrow on I Heart Podcast, and you can hear it there. And it was definitely worth listening to. And we have a lot more really interesting people coming up. Yeah,
4: we absolutely do. And one thing I liked about the cause marketing is after you've been in business for a long time, like we have, it adds an extra dimension of meaning to what you're doing, especially as you mature in your career. You're looking for ways to give back, and Gearheart Law is trying to give back by sponsoring this program. We've also made a number of donations and contributions to the community over the years. But I think having a specific cause or two, I think, really does help the spirit of the team and also makes the work even more meaningful for the entrepreneur. So
5: So I spoke about my personal cause last week, St. Jude's Research Hospital for Children with Cancer. That was one of my Christmas presents. And you got a Christmas present for your personal cause.
4: Well, that's true. So, one of the ones that we've sponsored for I don't know how many years now, ever since we've been married, was a Children International. So that has always been one of my favorite charities because they send you cards of the children that you're helping. And for many years we had one child and then they switched it and gave it to another child. I guess the person wasn't a child anymore, so they didn't qualify for the program. But Elizabeth this year gave me a subscription to Shriners for children that have limbic differences. And we're very happy to be able to support these charities. One of the great things about being an entrepreneur is that if you are financially successful, then you have options to spend money on things that mean something to you. And so for us, part of that is being helpful wherever we can. So our next guest speaker tonight is the executive spotlight, and that's Michelle Ricketts. And she's a business consultant and owner of Cohesion Services, powered by Wardell International. Wardell is an international business advisory firm that has worked with thousands of business owners in more than 15 countries. Michelle's mission is to transform clients' businesses to achieve their entrepreneurial dreams and do a happy dance regularly. So Michelle, when do we get to do the happy dance
5: as hopefully as often as possible <laughs> so michelle's coming to us from vancouver canada so when she says wardell international she means it
8: <laughs> um, yes
5: we ask our executive spotlight people to donate to a charity to be on the show and she's had a few she's been supporting so we're like yeah those are great charities keep doing that so one of them is twins birthday martial arts fundraiser for african kids and she can talk about that a little if she wants and then a Night in Africa Gala. So she's really been trying to help other people all along and it just kind of fits in with today's program.
1: Absolutely. And those two actually tie together. So the Night in Africa Gala was put on by a group that uh, I am part of volunteering for. And I was the coordinator for the event, but it didn't start out that way. I started out just wanting to help out <laughs> and just saw that they needed a coordinator. I, ha- I was an event coordinator in part of my past life. And that uh, tied in well. And then the twins birthday, my twin brother and I decided that we would use our birthday uh, to raise money for the organization. And so we did a online birthday and invited friends on Facebook and had cake and did trivia. And that was fun. So with our birthday, we raised I think just under $1,400 for them. And we also, I did over a hundred hours with respect to the gala myself. So so lots of involvement. I'm still involved with the group and we're raising money originally for a school in Africa, in Uganda, but we pivoted and right now we're just helping them get through COVID-19 because they've been locked down there since
4: March. So lots of happy dances there, I bet.
1: Lots of happy dances, yes. Even a bit of regular dancing too going on there. (laughs) So when you and I
5: spoke, We talked about something that a lot of entrepreneurs kind of miss, and it kind of hurts our businesses a little. So you give that missing element to entrepreneurs. Do you want to address that?
1: Yes. I think you're talking about moving from corporate to entrepreneurial journey. Exactly. I actually have been in the corporate world 30 years in uh, three different industries, media, transportation, logistics, and financial services, credit card processing. But I've been downsized, resized three times, whatever you want to call it, in my career, and most recently last year so when you look at it to say do i want to be an entrepreneur my brother and sister have always been and for me i enjoyed being in the corporate world and it often gets bashed but if you like what you do and you enjoy getting up in the morning there's nothing wrong with it but after that opportunity last year i didn't feel that way anymore i had loved my work but i thought you know i want to do more with entrepreneurs both the experience working with the charity. My previous event background and event business that I did, I did an event series actually started in the 90s with events. But coming into 2017, 2018, I did an event series for entrepreneurs where I brought in speakers to provide their expertise so entrepreneurs could take that away using their business and hopefully balance life, had more time off, have a three-day weekend lifestyle. That was the brand. So looking at that, I thought I wanted to do more. And that's what I think a lot of people from the corporate world Don't really realize that to become an entrepreneur, you have to have that drive to do more or to do something, something that pulls at your heartstrings as well as the mental side of it. So that's where I was at that time. That's where what I do as a consultant comes in because we help people who are going through that journey. They've already started something, but they need more people behind them. They need that support of moving their business forward, whatever that looks like. And that's where we come in and we help.
5: Right. And in corporate, there are a lot of things that people don't like. But when you become a business owner, I think you understand that there are a lot of things that corporate does that really help people be successful in business. And somebody with a corporate background can say, yes, I know that you want to do things this way, but if you put a little bit of structure to it, like you had in corporate, I think it's going to help you in the long run. And
1: that's some of the experience that you bring as well. Absolutely. We have what Mark Wardell has developed We call our value program and that's looking at a solopreneur and who do they have involved with their business other than themselves because it is very hard to scale and grow a business on one person so then we look at what are those people doing what processes and systems are they doing i'm sure with covid there was a lot of businesses that whether you had somebody who wasn't able to get in or they got sick and it's okay well sue take over what joe is doing well, what does Joe do again? It's because it's in Joe's head or it's in Joe's heart, but it's not down on paper. So moving a business forward to be able to grow and scale and at some point taking the owner out of it, not that they don't want to be involved, but they don't have to be there every day, the business becomes self-sustaining. So that's where we take our owners through. That's the journey we take them
4: on. You always need a plan B because you never know what's going to happen.
1: Well, I'm a huge believer in documentation
5: and I'm telling people now, look, don't even write it down. Just when you're telling somebody
6: how to do something, videotape it. We can get it transcribed. (laughs) <laughs> you
1: know, yeah. but let's get yeah. all
6: this down. Interesting that we're having this conversation because we just launched a Find Your Hustle series with Power 105.1. And one of the initiatives, or a big part of that initiative, was helping people find their hustle. So people who may have been working in corporate America, who may have found themselves recently unemployed, or been looking to leave corporate America and transition into full time entrepreneurship. We actually had a gentleman on there whose name is Sean Prez. He was an intern for Sean Combs. And I I asked him, and I'm going to ask you the same question. What was the pivotal point that, or someone finds themselves at, that they they know they need to leave and become a full-time entrepreneur? And what does that process look like?
1: What I found is that for me, I was given the opportunity. So then you have to do something because it's not you making the choice of the timing. But at the same time, it's great because I was already doing a little bit of something that I knew had value and where the Wardell powered by Wardell part comes in is I was able to reach out to a local organization who had been consulting for 20 years and use their program in my business. So for the entrepreneur, it's really finding what that piece is and it's timing. So for me, the timing, as I said, was forced, but for others, if you feel there's something you're really passionate about and you really want to do, that's usually going to be the timing or when you're getting up in the morning and not feeling happy about what you're doing, where you're going to work. That's the other piece.
4: Fantastic advice, Michelle. And we're really happy that you made it to our show this evening. Where can people contact you again?
1: The greatest place to get me is on LinkedIn and just look up Michelle Ricketts on LinkedIn. And also they could reach me, michelle.ricketts at cohesionservices.com.
4: Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart and WOR710 The voice of New York, and we'll be right back after this commercial break.
7: There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common they start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're dot This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
4: Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Right now, we're going to move to our Power Move segment with Kenya Gibson. She is our iHeart Media maven. And who do you have teed up for us this evening, Kenya?
6: We're going to talk about Gia Casey. And Gia Casey, for those of you who are not familiar with her, she is the wife of DJ Envy on The Breakfast Club, who is down the hall from us here at iHeart. And she was just featured on Oprah's own network for the women behind the man. And it was a series about successful men and the women behind them. And one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about her is a lot of times, you know, women don't get the credit they deserve. You know, you see the successful husband, you see the guy who's made it, but you don't necessarily see the woman that is there supporting him along the way. And I kind of hate that term, you know, behind the man, but for whatever reason they chose to go with that. But I wanted to highlight her because she has such a powerful story of tragedy and triumph and how she's really been able to build the foundation of their family, which has alluded to a lot of the success that they've been able to experience as a couple. They also have a podcast together on the iHeart platform called the Casey Crew, and she's also been able to build a platform to highlight her family, you know, talk about their faith and really just be there as a support system for her husband that really has, you know, pushed his career to the next level. So if you haven't gotten an opportunity to check out that series on own, it's it's super good. I watched it twice and it's about DJ Envy and his wife's. And that's our power move for today.
4: So that's great. So speaking of entrepreneurial pursuits, how is Fireside going these days?
5: I continue to really enjoy it. And I Michelle has done a video with me, Kenya has. I just really enjoy the people that I'm talking to for this project. And I have talked to some people that just want to send me videos to Michelle's point. I can't do everything myself. So if I can find people that are better at interviewing and doing videos than I am, which there are many. <laughs> then use that right. So that's kind of my next step is to find the videos from another place. Still do the ones I need to do, but just really work on building out the website and then getting them on my YouTube channel too. So building up what can attract people to the site. Fireside Directory is the first online video directory of small businesses. My vision for this is that it would be the Wikipedia of small business by video. So every small business, not just in this country, but everywhere would be on a site where people could go and they could find a video about the person talking about their business and then decide whether or not they want to work with them. So people are online all the time. They don't necessarily want to pick up the phone and talk to somebody, but they want to see what the person's like. So this gives them a little taste. And for the business owner, it gives them more qualified leads. So you don't have people calling you that have never heard you speak before.
4: It's a great idea. And if you're an entrepreneur, it'll save you time. Video is the wave of the future. And it's easier to do a video and put it in a directory than maybe integrate it into your website. You can go into a lot of detail about who you are and what your offering is. So it's a great business tool. And I encourage everyone to get out there and use it. So
5: Right. And anybody who wants to do a video with me, I'm not charging anything for the videos or to be on the site because I'm building. And so It's not to the point where I need it to be, where I feel like I can take money from people for it. (laughs) Although I have had people that want to pay me for it. So (laughs) go figure. Um,
4: Never say no to that. Right. So um, anybody
5: that wants to do it, just contact me. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me all
4: over the place. What's coming up next?
5: This is really cool. So beyond eBay, there's bartering. And I don't know anything about it. That's why I'm really interested in what Tata has to say. So our next presenter, Tata Tikaradze is going to talk about that. So welcome, Tata.
2: Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Super excited to be here. So my name is Tata Tikaradze I'm based in Los Angeles. I'm the founder and creator of Barter and Be, which is an online community of female creatives exchanging essential goods and services without spending capital. And what that really means is we have a directory of over 600 members on a custom web application. That was quite a journey to build, but so happy that we have that for our members, which include anything from photographers, web developers, graphic designers, attorneys, accountants, and these amazing female entrepreneurs and creatives, They essentially find each other and exchange their goods and services. And so it doesn't stop there, though. And that's part of what makes this platform so amazing. Once you have one happy barter, it leads to either another or paid opportunity And we've added some really fun features on the platform. It's still in beta, but we've added some exciting features on the platform where you can actually toggle on and off paid opportunities, or you could only do trade opportunities. Or let's say you're on maternity and you're not open to any opportunities. We really want to shift the stigma around bartering and trading. It's how I built my other business to the Moon Social, which is a digital social media agency. We're very much boutique. I have about four employees. So very much young in comparison to where Chris and his agency is at. So inspiring to hear from him. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about barter and be into the moon. Do you have everything that people can barter? Do you have consumer products and services and everything? It's mainly services. It's a lot in the creative industry. Although we do have people that barter their actual rentals, whether it's for photo shoots or are they trading photography equipment and so it's not your traditional bartering where, you know, I'll give you a cooking class. If you give me a guitar lesson, it can be that, but it's more around getting you the things you need for your business to succeed. So what do you need? You need a brain identity suite. You need a website, you need social media. So really getting you all those things that cost a lot of money these days. So you're not having to spend your hard earned money, especially when you're in that startup phase of making that jump from corporate to entrepreneurship or corporate to turning that side hustle or, you know, side gig into your actual passion business. And so we really wanted to support these creatives and individuals that might not ask that question. Hey, instead of paying you $1,500 for this brand identity, how about I give you social media services at a $1,500 rate and traded a dollar value that way. So really it's endless what you can come up with and what you can pitch to different members. We have an amazing chat system. It's honestly very similar to LinkedIn except application. So we vet everyone that's on the platform and you can communicate on there. You can take it offline but it's the safe space for these individuals to really trade and build their business of their dreams.
5: So you mean I could barter our studio space for somebody to do some social media for me or something? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, pretty cool. I'm just worried about the taxes. Is there a tax liability there?
2: Yeah, so we made sure to cover ourselves in that regard. Our attorney had put in a clause in our terms and conditions, essentially, to make it very clear that our members are responsible to submit their tax information themselves, that we as a company do not provide that service for them. Although that conversation as an entrepreneur, I learned so much and I was like, oh, there could be an opportunity here where we do offer that as a service. And that just brings more value to the platform. So something that we're considering definitely in the future to take that off the members' hands and reassure them that we have them covered. But as of right now, that's up to them to submit that information.
4: So how do you plan to market the website?
2: As of right now, everything on Barter B has been a word of mouth. So this is my second business venture. Currently, right now, we are not marketing All it's all word of mouth. We're building a custom referral system. We'll be doing marketing. We have almost thirteen thousand followers on Instagram with Barter and B. So we definitely leverage social media. We reach out to a lot of the members we think would be great on the platform. But we've also gotten really resourceful on word of mouth marketing or being featured on podcasts or connecting with companies like create cultivate because our customer really is their customer too and there's so much that we can do together so i've just gotten very creative on how we can find new members we don't technically turn people away but if you're not quite ready we do kind of coach you through on what you can do to get ready to apply to be part of the community so we have huge goals for 2021 and you know obviously one of those big goals is marketing
4: did you trade with your brothers and sisters and friends a lot when you were a kid? Is that how this came out? or
2: Honestly, not so much. I mean, I have been working since I was fourteen in, you know, corporate my whole life. Um, I'm a first generation immigrant. I was born into PDC, Georgia. I was like selling flowers apparently at six years old on the side of our street in Georgia and always just hustling and trying to make money. So actually I wasn't really trading. It wasn't until I moved to California six years ago, I ended up quitting a job in Costa Mesa, moving to Santa Monica in with a couple of friends. And I like to call it the LA starter kit is essentially what I picked up, which was I got into commercial classes to do commercial acting. I was waiting tables. I'd left corporate. I was exploring different options out here because all of our friends at the time were in production, and so during that time, I had this aha moment because I felt very defeated. How do you start a business when you don't have any money? And so during that process, I had this aha moment of I wonder if I could build a business completely just by using my skill set and services, which was marketing at the time. I decided I'm going to test this out and see what I can do, and that's essentially what I did. I proved that I could essentially build a business without spending any money at all. So I started leveraging my network and saying, Hey, I need, you know, brain identity for my digital agency. I'm going to launch. I need a website. Can I do your social media for the next three months in return? Maybe you could do this for me. And the amount of yeses I was getting, I was like, oh, this could really be helpful and useful for other people, not just myself. Tara Tigradzi with
5: barterandbee.com. So if you are starting a business and need help and have help to give, it's a perfect place for you to go. You're listening to Passage to Profit, The Inventor's Show on WOR710, The Voice of
3: New York. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, The Inventress. Founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years. Hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world. QVC, HSN, e-vine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askleys, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, Lisa, at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com.
4: Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And if you're new to the show, make sure you go and find our podcast. We're on all major podcast forums as well as the iHeart app so you can hear the show there. And in addition, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can check out the live video there.
5: So you can see what everybody looks like and we splice in pictures of what they're talking about and especially this next one you're going to want to see a picture of it. Our YouTube channel is Passage to Profit Show. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to build that up so that everybody gets the attention they deserve. Now we are on to our final presenter who has a very cool and very timely product. I went on her website and I actually ordered one for my daughter who is in the healthcare field. It's called the Aftermask. Her name is Jordan Bolabrek. Welcome, Jordan.
8: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and so excited to present you with the Aftermask. I actually came up with the aftermath during quarantine with my family. Um, It is always very interesting to be back home at 30 years old. And so while sitting around having dinner with my family, I was complaining about the acne and as everyone calls it, maskne that I was experiencing. The next day I started talking to my friends about it and actually realized that this was a common problem that a lot of people were experiencing. So I realized in that moment that I needed to create a mask for after the mask that you wear all day. And so ultimately, I came up not only with the product, but with the name, what the product actually is, is it's a sheet mask that is specifically designed to hit your face, where your face mask that you wear all day for COVID hits your face. And ultimately, this face mask covers your nose your cheeks and um, right over your mouth. Obviously you're still able to drink water and talk, but it soothes and cleanses the area of your face that has been under the face mask all day. And basically what it's used for is it's used to rejuvenate the skin. And so I created this product um, in order to be worn by men, women. Um, I recommend it for 18 or older maybe once or twice a week, and it will really help your skin to rehydrate, rejuvenate, and really come back to life after wearing that face mask all day.
4: Wow. That just blows my mind. Now we have two masks instead of one. Do you have something that just goes over the bridge of your nose? Because that's really where I get all my irritation.
8: Yes, I know. I feel the same. Um, I do get a lot of irritation there. And I also get a lot of irritation here. But I've gotten a lot of fantastic feedback so far that the shape of the mask itself and the amount of serum that's in it, people can actually use it on the remainder of their face and, and their skin as well. But it's sort of a spa treatment at the end of the day. I know that no one wants to wear a mask longer than they have to. So this is actually just something that you can do and to relax and enjoy with your family members or close friends that are, you know, COVID restrictions free.
5: So does it help plump out those deep lines that people
8: get where the mask is like sitting kind of embedded in their face a little bit? And the way that I actually created the formula with my manufacturer was that it has a number of different functions. So it'll help with your mask acne with the hyaluronic acid that it has within it. it will help with dryness. And it'll also help with like chamomile and some aqua. And then it'll also help with irritation, which is those lines that you get within your face. So the ingredients that we really put into the serum of the mask will help bring the skin back to life. Because a lot of the skin has a lot of red marks on it after you wear your mask all day. And particularly you see healthcare workers who have actually have those dents in their faces. And this will actually help to soothe the skin back to life. I can't say that it'll maybe get rid of the lines quicker, but it'll soothe them out a little bit easier.
6: Well, I just had a couple of questions. Um, So obviously it sounds like you're a startup because you just kind of started this during COVID. And I was reading something on Tata's site It says around 2% of venture capital funding is allotted to female founders, which is pretty low. So where are you in that phase of venture capitaling and what are your needs during this time?
8: Actually, my entire business is family funded. So uh, my business is come from my brother, my mom and my dad. We actually started a family business. And so this business, we knew we needed to get out quickly. We needed to get to the market as soon as possible. So what we ended up doing was figuring out what our costs were and if it was possible for us to actually market that and bring in our own personal money in order to make it possible.
4: So what are your sales like?
8: We've sold over fifty five. 100 masks. And so we're very excited about it. And we've been doing a really great job. But not only are we selling masks, but we're also donating masks as well. And something that I really like that Chris talked about is how you're donating to profits and, and organizations that you actually really care about. I'm from New York, my family's from New York. And so we focus a lot on the New York City hospitals and donating to those nurses there. Luckily, we have a lot of family friends who are nurses in those hospitals. But one of the reasons why we're so focused on New York City hospitals is because I had emergency brain surgery there five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were forever grateful to Wild Cornell for what they did for me to save my life all those years ago. And so we have actually partnered with their neurology unit and their emergency medicine unit to actually give those nurses on staff and those doctors on staff this aftermask. I'm definitely very interested in in bringing this to be a charitable opportunity.
4: Don't forget your IP, too.
8: We have trademarked the name The Aftermask um, internationally, and um, we own the formula. Unfortunately, we can't patent the shape of the mask because you'd have to patent the underlying portion of the mask but that was an international patent process that I did go through. And honestly, understanding and bartering with the attorney that I used, I actually did barter a bit of time because we did send them products afterwards and highlighted them you know, in different ways on our social media. And so we did a little bit of bartering there and, you know, and my dad was helpful in terms of him being like, I can help you with stock ideas. Can you help my daughter with this? So um, (laughs) I think that, you know, family is everything. And so family has been super supportive of bringing this product to life for me. How long did you wear it for? Um, you work for 20 to 30 minutes, and the mask itself can stay on your face while you're walking around, um, cooking dinner, watching TV, um, so it can be any part of your evening.
4: Jordan, it was fantastic hearing about your product, and anything we can do to make these masks more tolerable is a step forward for humanity, in my opinion, so yeah. thank you very much for, and how can people find your masks?
8: The masks are sold on Instagram um, on our handle at the underscore aftermask, and they're also sold through our website, theaftermask.com. So you can easily just buy it on there and you can buy single packs or a pack of five.
4: Well, thank you for joining us. And this is Passage (laughs) to Profit. We'll be back with more right after this message.
7: What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at gearheartlaw.com. At Gear Gearheart Law. We have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States' Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearhart Law on the web at com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson.
4: Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to profit. What a show. What a show. We were doing all sorts of things tonight.
5: Chris Rassica, if you don't know what cause marketing is, listen to the podcast tomorrow or check out Chris's site because it is what people are using to be successful in business today, quite honestly. And his website is www.rasicarosica.com. So I urge you to go there and find out what we're talking about, the cause marketing.
4: Doing well by doing good.
5: And then if you're thinking of starting something or you've started something and you're running into some roadblocks or not really sure, and maybe you need some of the structure that you had from corporate or just figure out how to do things the right way. Michelle Ricketts can really help you with that. She is with Cohesion Services, part of Wordale International. She's in Vancouver. Learn
4: the pieces of your business and master them all and you will be a success.
5: Exactly. And so you can find her on LinkedIn and you spell her name M I C H E L L E M R I C K E T T S, Michelle M Ricketts. So look for her on LinkedIn. She's with Cohesion Services. So you'll see that on her LinkedIn profile.
4: There's nothing better than Cohesion, by the way. (laughs)
5: Yes. Then we had for the whole bartering universe. I had no idea the bartering universe was so huge. But if you want to barter with somebody, there's now a place to go to find vetted people you can barter your services with. It's very cool. It's called Barter and B, and Tata Tadatakurizade.
4: No better place to barter.
5: And then if you or someone that you know has to wear a mask for a long time and the top half of their face looks great and the bottom, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but really seriously, the aftermask.com. Jordan Bolabrook has created a spa treatment for the part of your face that's covered by the mask that'll help hopefully bring it back to look like the rest of your face after 12 hours. I know our daughter works 12 hour shifts at a hospital and I ordered her one.
4: It's like <laughs> slipping into a pair of slippers for your face.
5: Exactly. And Kenya Gibson, who quite honestly, she is the one who is like the creative behind Passage to Profit. She brought us the idea and she's at iHeart. Kenya Gibson with a P at iheartmedia.com if you have any questions about publicity on radio or anything. Talk to Kenya if you want to advertise because advertising on the radio is very effective and it's less expensive than you might think and less expensive than other options and they have digital marketing.
4: And yeah, I was just going to say the same thing, that they have digital marketing. We've been using it now for years and it's made a huge impact on our business. So heavily recommend iHeart Digital Marketing Services. Through Kenya. Through Kenya. And before we go, though, I'd like to thank our fantastic producer, Noah Fleischman. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also follow us on our YouTube channel. So this is Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt from Passage to Profit on WOR710, The Voice of New York.